Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to Aquatic Wetline Radio Show with your host, the aquatic man himself, Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is a one-stop radio show for everything freshwater, including cichlids, catfish, oddballs, flakos, and much more. Plus, we will be discussing saltwater and reptiles. Aquatic Wetline is your original fish keeper podcast that started it all for the fish keepers. What is on the aquatic discussion tonight? Let's dive down into the Aquatic Wetline headquarters and find out. Here's your host, Aqua Alex. Take it away, Alex. The Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Akari Tales USA. School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatic. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysis shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc., and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality of freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash AquaAlex. Now, AquaAlex, take it away. Good afternoon, fish keepers, and welcome to another awesome episode of the Aquatic Wetline. I'm your host, Aqua Alex, and thank you for joining us on this fine Thursday afternoon. I've got a great show coming your way today. I've got one of my favorite guests ever on the show. Matter of fact, he won Best Co-Host of 2014. He's a very busy man, and I'm very glad to have him on the show today. So today I'm going to be interviewing the owner of Crayfish Kings, the magazine, the owner of DMV Aquatics, and he also has a fantastic group on Facebook called Crayfish Keepers of North America, and he is the man to go for, or the man to go to for crayfish knowledge. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in our guest tonight. Our guest today is the owner of DMV Aquatics and Crayfish Kings, the crayfish man, James Jones. How are you doing today, James? And thank you for being a part of the Aquatic Wetline today. Oh, always a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you on the show, and I'm very happy to have you on the show today. So thank you for being here. Oh, no problem. Happy to be here. Awesome. Now, if any of our live listeners have any questions, you can go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. If you'd like to ask a crayfish question to the man with all the crayfish knowledge, James Jones. All right, so let's go ahead and, and get started because we've got a lot to talk about today. Now, the last time we had you on the show was back in November, so how have things been going for you since November? Uh, slow and crazy. The, the holidays and this weather, I ain't been doing too much shipping, but other than that, just preparing other things that I have that was on my plate for 2015. Just trying to get that unloaded and, and keep it going. 
That's good. I notice you've been pretty busy with your magazine and stuff like that, so that's awesome. Now, I know you've got a magazine coming out, so when exactly is the magazine going to be coming out? I don't even think I know. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's always like it's a whole bunch of things always coming up. I have a couple of people that's helping me um, put the magazine together, but anybody that know that ever tried to put a magazine or has a magazine out, that is a lot of work. And with having my job, my company, and then doing this um kids on uh, fish club my time has just been gone it's like we need to add another 24 hours into a day that's good so what exactly is going to be in the magazine um this issue is going to be a special issue for my um well it's not mine for the um crayfish group page on, on facebook crayfish keepers of north america just highlighting the on uh, the different members their um their crayfish and their stories about what got them into crayfish and what they like about crayfish. So it's all about the group. Awesome. So where can our listeners find your magazine when it comes out? Uh, it actually will be is an online publication, so the link will be put on Crayfish King's um, f- fan page on Facebook. It will be on DMV Aquatics fan page. Hopefully I have my my website back up. I decided to do it myself and write everything out in code, so it's actually taking me a lot longer. Um, it will be there. So it will. Um, you can check out Facebook and find find it on there. That's awesome. I can't wait for that that uh, that magazine. I know your group is awesome. So would you mind explaining to us your group a little bit? Um, the group is just a collection, pretty much second family of crayfish lovers. And it actually didn't, like I said before, um, didn't know it was that many people that actually love crayfish. Well, I knew it was, they were there because they was buying crayfish from me, but just having a forum or somewhere that people can engage, talk, ask questions, show their pictures, and just share their knowledge of crayfish. That's awesome. I'm, I'm a member of your group, and i got to say, I really do enjoy it. You do a fantastic job running Crayfish Keepers of North America on Facebook, so we got to make a commercial for you. <laughs> it's self-sufficient. Um, tell you the truth, I just started the group up. The group took a took a mind of its own. So many members that every day engage in helping others, beginners that's learning about crayfish. So all I did was start the group up. The group itself is doing a, a tremendous job of you know keeping it up, keeping it just warm and uh, family oriented that you can come over there and ask questions and got to worry about nobody calling you stupid or dumb for a dumb question or nothing like that. Just a place to go get help for crayfish. That's awesome. I really do enjoy your group. So if any of our listeners who are on Facebook and you are thinking about keeping crayfish, you should go ahead and join Crayfish Keepers of North America. Jeans has a wonderful group of administrators and a lot of great members on Crayfish Keepers of North America. Now, I heard you say earlier you have a program for kids that are involved in the fish keeping hobby. Can you explain a little bit about that to us? Okay, no problem. What it is is that um, as adults we get caught in our ways on taking care of fish is our way or the highway. We, you know, just everything we do with the uh, the fish group, adults are setting their ways. They're going to be them. But I thought that why not um, give the knowledge to the next generation? When I'm an old man and can't lift up a bucket and do a water change, I want to know that the the hobby has been passed to a generation that is going to be responsible and take care of the hobby just like the people before me. So 
so I just put up a group for um, kids. I, I run a community center in um, Washington, D.C., and just literally starting it up a program. Uh, it's actually an entrepreneurship program where they're going to learn the business side as well as the hobby of taking care of fish and learning that you can make money off of your hobby as well as you don't have to wait till you're an adult to own your business or make money. You can make money as a, as a child as long as your parents are able to put, get the business license and everything for you, but allowing them to make money and not having to wait for a summer job or wait for their parents to give them money because I don't know how others are. When I was young, you know, money came sparingly. You know, as soon as you get money, you're running to buy ice cream, buy this and buy that. So it's just a way of teaching kids how to be entrepreneurs, teach them um, the conservation behind fish keeping, the proper way of doing things, the proper way of getting rid of your fish if you no longer want them. Just make trying to make the the next generation of the hobby better. That's awesome. I'm I'm, I'm all for supporting getting younger kids involved in the hobby. So that's great. I really respect you for that. Appreciate it. Now, are you, are you going to get the kids involved in crayfish too, or just regular tropical fish? Um, we're going to start off with um, crayfish and guppies, uh, two of the easier um, fish to deal with, to breed, to learn about. And there's a lot of scientific knowledge behind those two and a lot that we can do. But what I want to do, I want the kids to decide. After they start the learning process on the basics of taking care of fish, I want them to choose the next one and do their research on what's the return and in, in investment on going to get. If we decide we want to breed angels, what's the return and in investment on going to get those angels? Like I said before, it's a thing of entrepreneurship, teaching them to make money. So it will actually be turned into a, a, a store. We sell online, sell to the community, Craigslist, things of that nature. So pretty much after those two, it will be on them. That's awesome. So they've got the knowledge of fish keeping, plus they're going to be able to make money. So that's great. You're doing a good thing for these young kids. They're trying to do something, trying to keep them off the street, trying to grab them before the TV, the rap, and the streets catch them. Yeah, that's true. Some of that stuff does happen. But I'm glad you're actually taking steps to prevent some of these kids from doing that. We need a lot more people like that in this world today. Yeah, I had them. I had people in my life that helped keep me out of trouble, that introduced to me to my uncles and people of that nature that taught me, that brought me into the fish hobby, that taught me, you know, you can step out the box. You don't have to be like everyone else. And I think that's the biggest problem when it comes to our youth is is fitting into a certain category of fitting into being accepted. And all the time you don't need to be accepted. You need to do your own thing, and people will accept you for that. Yes, that's very true, and that's pretty cool you do that for the kids. Now the kids will be able to have the ability to keep fish for their whole life now, which is great, and they know how to breed stuff. Yes, and it also teaches them responsibility because you you have to take care of the fish. The fish life depends on you, so if you don't feed them, you don't keep their water changed, then they get sick and die. So they they depend on you to live. So it's teaching you know you you got to depend on yourself that you got to hygiene as well as eating properly is just doing everything in life that when you get grown you have nobody to tell you you have to do this. So you got to have that built in you, that motivation to get out here and do on your own and don't have to wait till you're back against the wall to decide to do anything in life. And that's true. Later on in life, they'll learn how to take care of kids and stuff. So it's really it's a good responsibility teacher to these kids. Exactly. And then with fish, it's just like any other hobby or any other profession, industry out here in the world. So once you learn 
the basics of entrepreneurship. If you have another love that you may be an artist, you may love music, but you can learn that you don't have to wait for the job gods for a job. You go create your own. That's awesome. So what are your plans for 2015 for Crayfish Kings and DMV Aquatics? Um, planning on expanding. Um, then put in for grant money and everything. So just pretty much doing the paperwork or do you get money from the government or wherever? There's always some loopholes you got to jump through. So there's a lot of classes and stuff I had to go for that. But the main thing is I wanted to get a, a bigger place. I got 100, 100 tanks that I need up and running by the summertime. So I just need a, a facility that I can afford that I can put that in as well as that I wanted to start um, breeding shrimp because it started off with crayfish, but I want to overall just be invertebrates. So uh, add with growing, adding the shrimp on um, to the stock, as well as getting my um, export license so I can ship outside of the United States. That's awesome. Uh, that'll be cool for you to ship um, crayfish and shrimp to places like Canada and out of the United States. That's going to be awesome for you. Yeah, actually right now I'm allowed to ship to Canada without a um an export license, um, but everywhere else I, I need that license in order to ship. So it would expand the business and also would expand the reach of crayfish because a lot of people places can't have crayfish. Like UK, they can only have the um, the red claws. That's it. So um, a lot of places that want these different, like we want these different types of crayfish that we don't have here. So giving us a chance to get the ones that they got and us being able to give them the ones we have. So everybody gets to enjoy the crayfish. That's good. You're going to get a lot of customers that way, so kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you still interbreeding crayfish, or are you still learning about that? Um, Actually, I received a um, pair from a, a good buddy of mine on the um, group, um, Doug. He gave me a mixture of... Uh, blue clocky and a red clocky, if I'm not mistaken, that actually made a blue purplish crayfish that he called the blue, um, a purple clocky. So um, he gave sold them to me as juvenile, so I'm growing those out. So that will be probably the first one I would start off with um, and just move on from, from there, pretty much still in the research area because um, the thing with crayfish, you have a lot of information on wild crayfish, studies done on wild crayfish, but there's very little and a lot of washed-down information on keeping these um, invertebrates in your home aquarium. So just pretty much trying to get all the research up to date and put the, this information out with the help of the group of just explaining from the, be the beginning steps of caring, setting up your tanks to different foods, um, even to breeding them. So just getting to the point of just getting that information because, you know, when you don't have that information in front of you and you have to go create it yourself, that's, that's a lot of time you got to spend in front of your tank of watching. Yeah, it's very true. I know you have a lot of members on your group, and I know they get a lot of answers from you, so you're a very knowledgeable crayfish guy. So I know if anyone has any questions, they can ask you for crayfish. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in the group with um tons of information on crayfish even i'm learning in different aspects you have um one guy that does research on them you know he a taxidermy i think where he, he keeps the crayfish in little jars um and um named doug i mean not doug dan i'm sorry about that 
by um, research on them. You got a guy that that has put, um, photo more crayfish than anybody else in the world. I can't even think of his name right now, and I don't want to call the wrong name out. But there's a lot of people on that group that I'm learning from. So there's always room to learn. That's why everybody say the crayfish king and you're the expert. But every day I'm still learning, still learning different techniques, different things on different types of crayfish. So it's fun. That's awesome. I know you enjoy the crayfish hobby. I do, too. You got me in the crayfish hobby last year, and I know that you're getting a lot of people into the crayfish hobby, so that's awesome. What do you really enjoy about crayfish? I think the main thing of being the bottom. I'm always rooting for the underdog. and In movies, I'm always rooting for the bad guy. It's a, I hate the movie. They say you don't put to use the word hate, but I dislike the movie. When the bad guy lose, when the underdog lose, I can't stand it. So that was one of the main things that no information, not a lot of people selling them, and those who sell them had the prices outrageous on selling them. And it was just, I was taught in business school to find a niche in your industry, find a place where you can get in and you can make a mark in. So as I looked around the, the industry, I saw that, you know, cichlids, everybody's into cichlids. Shrimp has become very popular over the last 10 or so years. And just was looking around to see what no one wasn't really dealing with and ran across the crayfish. Always kept them, most, mainly the wild types, um, um, swamp reds and things of that nature that I always kept. But it was just something to sit at my tank because I was always at the creek catching my own minnows, catfish, and things of that nature. And once I found out that there was not a lot of information that I could actually make a difference in that in that area, then it was it was a no-brainer after that. That's good. And I know crayfish are very popular now that they're starting to increase. A lot of my fish stores are starting to carry more crayfish now. And I even noticed that. Pecco in my area is starting to sell crayfish too. Is Pecco a good place to buy crayfish for beginners to know? Um, yes and no. Yeah, I the the big commercial pet stores. I tend to stay away because it's all about the dollar. It's numbers. They get a large number in, and they got to get that that number out. You have a lot of younger people that just need a summer job that don't have the knowledge and. Uh, the, the wisdom to take care of the tanks for them. So you have a lot of tanks that are just diseased up for having so many crayfish or other fish just piled up in a one tank. So when you get that fish home, nine or ten times it's going to die. That's one of the reasons why Petco gave you a 15-day um, guarantee that you can get another fish because they expect it to die. And places like that don't make money off of fish. They make money off supplies and food that they, that you need for their fish. You can buy a, 50, a 10 cent goldfish, and it's going to cost you almost $50 to house that 10 cent goldfish. So they care less about that fish. I always suggest that people go to mom and pa's um, private owned pet stores where you got more knowledge, more people that care, and then their selection and the people, their suppliers are better. They, they, know, they know them, and they pick and choose which type they want that if they don't come in healthy, they don't take them in because most of them are single-ran tanks where they're not put on a whole system, so they don't want to afford to let these tanks go down with putting bad fish in their um, in their aquariums. But for those that don't have a private um, pet store, try to catch, um, the, the I call them the pea stores, catch them when they first get their crayfish in, before they hit their tank, that you can get them straight out the bag and take them home. You, have, you stand a better chance. 
instead of having them sitting there tank for a couple of days, then going to get them, and then coming home messing up your tank. So I always suggest people either go online. I know people say that they don't, you know, I don't know about going online about um, to buy things, how they're going to live, you know, what happens if they don't arrive. But if you're not comfortable with buying them online, try to find a, a private-owned store. If not, and you have to settle for the, the P stores, then so be it. You know, just know the chances you're taking with dealing with them. If the crayfish die, you know you can go back and get another one. That's true and very good advice. You can also get crayfish from the wild, too. If you live by a, a streak or a creek or a river, you can get a free crayfish. Yeah, always can go to and it's, and it's fun, you know, with technologies, with the iPads, the smartphones, the smart TV, and the smart people out here. We're we're missing that part of getting out here and enjoying nature. Like me and my pops was talking the other day. How many times have we looked up at the stars? You know that things like that just don't exist no more. So it's always a fun day to get out there in the water and play catching your own um, wild crayfish. Just make sure you watch out for the snakes out there. But other than that, you shouldn't have no problem. That's awesome. And we have our first caller of the afternoon. So thank you for calling. And you're now live on the Aquatic Hotline. Thank you. Uh, James mentioned uh, nutrition and feeding and so forth. Are there any specific supplements and things like this that should be fed to crayfish? Um, the supplements that they need is calcium and um, iodine. I guess that's what was in salt. So you can even add it to the water columns or you can actually add it into their food with uh, calcium powder. Um, a lot of people make their own food. And add it in, or you can buy it. You got um, eggshells, as well as other um, rich calcium foods such as snails, um, and just adding table salt, a uh, tablespoon for every ten gallons. I know people be like, you can't add ta- um, salt to your water; they invertebrates. For some reason, they will kill your snails, probably kill your shrimp, but they will not. T- it will, it's beneficial for your crayfish. that answer your question? Yeah, that that answered my question. Okay. Glad to have you call in. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you for calling in. That was a great question. So that's yeah, awesome. So if anyone else has any crazy questions, go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So I'd like to talk about your business for a little while. Is that okay? Oh, sure. What kind of crayfish are you selling right now at DMV Aquatics? Um, I'm currently I have the electric blues, um, the snow whites, um, the marbles, the self-cloning crayfish. Um, we got the dwarf Cajuns. I'm in the process right now, thanks to my good buddy Phil, um, breeding some dwarf blues. It's supposed to be one of the smallest, well, actually probably is the smallest um, crayfish in the hobby right now that grows a little over an inch. Um, I have some ghost clockies that's on their way, as well as a couple of other crayfish, but pretty much that's what I'm breeding in-house right now, and a lot of things that I'm bringing in, like the neon oranges, trying to get some couple of destructors in. Um, that's the, pretty much what the thing of getting my tanks up, because... A lot of people don't know that when it comes to breeding crayfish, there's multiple tank syndrome that automatically sits in. 
because you always need multiple tanks, especially when you crayfish become territorial and they will fight. I don't care how much stuff you got in your tank, it's hiding places, how big your tank is, they're going to find each other, seem like, especially when you're trying to keep them to breed. So keeping tanks separate, I keep um, each crayfish in his own tank until it's ready to breed. So it's pretty much of getting my tanks up and running so I'm able to carry and breed more. Because you're talking two, three, even 500 babies being um, born at a time, and you're constantly switching them over to new tanks as they grow. So I will be carrying more probably within the next couple of months, but those are the basic ones that I have on hand now. Nice. Which ones are your top sellers, do you think? Um, The whites are always the top sellers. Um, You have a lot of people, well, I love them. It's just depending on the the type of person that that wants to buy them. You know, people that love colorful. There's a lot of people that love all natural. That they don't want nothing that don't look like it during a while. So I pretty much say the white ones as well as the um the CPOs, which were the dwarf um the dwarf orange, which I haven't had in a while. That they pretty much top of the line selling. That's great. I know you're the place to go for crayfish. And where can people po- where can people find your business? Um, right now you can find me on Facebook. That's pretty much ninety nine point nine where I'm at right now. While I'm waiting to get my website back up, I should have just did it the old, the regular way, the GoDaddy way, just templated and put it together. But it's just something about me. I'm old fashioned. I gotta do things the right way, and it gotta be right to me. So if it ain't right to me, I'm not putting it. I don't care how long it takes. But you can find me on um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me LinkedIn, Google Plus, all six major um, social media except for YouTube. I have a problem with videos. At first, I used to have a problem with my voice, as you know, and I got over that. But now it's just the <laughs> thing of my face being being on a on camera and actually getting used to looking at the camera talking. So once I get over that um, phobia, then I have my um, YouTube videos coming out when it won't just be my crayfish. It'll be me on there. I think it'll do fine on YouTube. I got myself on YouTube. I used to have a phobia, too, about being on YouTube, but I had people uh, forcing me to do videos, so I went and did them. Scaredly, yeah. but I did them. <laughs> yeah, because you got a lot of people out here that's visual. Good. Yeah, you got a lot of people that's out here that's visual that, you know, you, they can read a thousand books and still won't understand, but you show them through, a, a, through pictures or through a video, and, and they catch on very easily. So I know that's one thing that I have to get up, especially with um, shipping crayfish as well as I have um, DIY food that I'm practicing on for crayfish. So once I perfect that, I'll be able to, you know, make the videos showing and showing how to put it together and everything. Because that's one thing I don't do. I don't hold no secrets. Everything that I do for my crayfish, I'm willing to share with anybody. Oh, that's awesome. And I know you were making homemade uh, crayfish food. So what do you put in your crayfish food, if you don't mind sharing? Um, The first one I did, it was just the all um, pellet. I had uh, shrimp pellets. I had um, omivore delights. Um, What else? I had veggie wa- uh, wafers in there. Um, What else did I put in there? Um, Calcium powder that I made out of eggshells. Um, a little bit of salt, blood worms, um, things of that nature, and made that was the first one. I made another one the other day that I was practicing to bring, put my own ingredients in. Um, I added tilapia, shrimp, um, peas, carrots, and um, spinach. 
that I mixed together. And like I said, I actually got all this from YouTube, so this is actually not my ingredients. It's some it's somebody else's that probably got it from somebody. But you know, it's just starting off with the basics, learning how to do it the right the first time, and then just going back slowly, changing the ingredients that fits the crayfish. That's great. You did a that's a a good thing to do. I've been thinking about making homemade fish food, but I've been scared. So I got a full body of that, but I'm glad you're able to make homemade fish food. Then, then it saves you with money because I think I spent probably about $12 on the ingredients and probably not made enough food for the whole month. Probably then some, too. You could probably last about a couple months with that. Yeah, and then my, um, my, my, my partner, he just came through my job to get some crayfish from me, and I just sent half the, half the other food with him and still just got a freezer full of it. Then you can freeze it and keep it up to whenever you're ready to use it and just breaking pieces off, feeding to your, um, feeding to your crayfish. That's great. So do you mind if you take a quick commercial break? Sure. Okay, so this commercial is being sponsored by Hikari Sales USA, School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy, Tropical Fish, Fish Geeks, and, of course, our good radio show friends, Dakota Aquatics Plus, and the International Aquatic Association. And for those of you who are into guitars and music accessories, Jambox for those who live in Canada and all over the world. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue our awesome crayfish discussion. And don't forget, if you have any questions for James on crayfish, feel free to call in at 1-347-989-8142. We're back after our word from our sponsors. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Procosinus, micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Hikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts, and we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N see on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. 
Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish is a fish store located in South Hadley, Massachusetts. Fish Frenzy offers the finest in freshwater and saltwater livestock, aquarium equipment such as Marineland, Aquian, and Flaval, fish foods such as Hikari, Tetra, and more. Fish Frenzy has moved to a new location to get many more awesome fish in. Fish Frenzy has the cheapest prices in town for fish. Go check out at the court at Fish Frenzy and you will not be disappointed. Fish Frenzy is located at 14 Main Street in South Hadley, Massachusetts. You can reach at the court at Fish Frenzy at 413-536-7700. And at Fish Frenzy looks forward to serving you the Western Mass Fish Keepers. Fish Geeks is an online Facebook fish group that is dedicated to the aquarium hobby. We have thousands of members who all love this aquarium hobby. All of our members are a fish geek one way or another. If you are serious about this hobby and love fish, then come join our group on Facebook You Fish Geek. Type in the search bar on Facebook Fish Geeks and click join. Dakota Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. program to bring you a special report. Do you need advice on planted tanks? Do you need advice on community tanks? Do you need advice on cichlids? Do you need advice on discuss? Well, get over to the IAA channel now! We can help you with planted tanks, saltwater tanks, community tanks, filtration, DIY, lighting, dosing, CO2, discus, angelfish, German blue rams, African cichlids, and any other community fish. Subscribe to the IAA channel today! Thank you, IAA! Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Hey, live listeners of the Aquatic Wetline. Did you know you can call in live right now? To ask any fish questions or join tonight's fish chat, just simply dial 1-347-989-8142. You may ask any fish questions you might have or chat with us about tonight's subject. You can also ask our guests any questions you might have as well. So go ahead and call in one 347 989 8142. 
please go to a quiet location and turn off the speaker on your phone. Please wait until we see your call and bring you live. But go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Give us a holla if you hear us. You are now tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. With over 100 episodes, the Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Remember... You can call in anytime at 1-347-989-8142. Now, back to Aqua Alex. And we are back here live on the Aquatic Wetline, and today we've got a wonderful guest joining us. We've got Crayfish King and the owner of the wonderful Facebook group, Crayfish Creepers of North America, and the owner of DMV Aquatics, James Jones, with us. And before commercial break, we were discussing some crayfish topics. Now, don't forget, if you're listening live and you happen to have a crayfish question, go ahead and call in at one three four seven. 989-8142. That again is 1-347-989-8142. We had a wonderful caller earlier on the show, and I would love to get some more callers here on the Aquatic Wetline. Anyways, I've got a couple of uh, crayfish questions for you, James, if that's okay with you. Okay, no problem. Awesome. Well, you know I'm into bigger fish. I have a, a small albino Oscar now and a severum, and I also have a common pleco. I was wondering, is there a species of crayfish that I could keep with Oscar, with an Oscar? Nothing but uh, expensive food. That's, that's, oh, that's one that's of their so meals right there. <laughs> that's on the list of their, their, their menu on what they eat. And even for those that have lots of hat spaces, the crayfish still has to come out and eat. And cichlids are just notorious for waiting, just sitting there waiting for you to come out to pluck you off. So that would be a horrible mix right there with those. Oh, that sucks. I was hoping there's gonna, there would be one that gets big, like 12 or 13 inches. Um, you have your, your giant um, Japan uh, crayfish, but... With one that big, he, he probably may end up eating your Oscar with one that that size to get a, up to two two feet, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's probably too rare in the hobby as well. Yes, uh, I have never seen one in person. I've seen lots of pictures, but never seen one. Yeah. How big do the Yabbies get, by the way? Um, Most of them get up to a foot. Oh, uh, Maybe maybe one of them will be okay if once they're past six inches. Um, only thing with it you have that they have to malt. They have to um, lose their old shell as they grow, and once they malt and lose that shell, that their shell is very soft, and it takes a little time for it to harden up. That's why a lot of them spend a lot of time in caves when they malt, and it'll be easy picking for that for that uh, Oscar after he has malt. So. Either way you look at it, even if it's just 
pinching off claws at a time until he's defenseless and then just taking them out then. Now, out of ten times, it will happen. Now, you do have your freak of natures where some things will live with anything, with things you think they were never supposed to live with, where people say it's a no-no. So it's a chance you would take, but if anything, I will put a couple of wild ones in there first just to see how it goes, and if they do plug them off as food, you know, you ain't spend your money on them. That's true. So now I know that we can't have crayfish with monster cichlids, so that helps out a lot of our listeners as well who may be listening and wondering that. So I'll probably just get one for my 20-gallon tank, community tank. Yeah, that'd probably be best with, with small, fast uh, fish that don't got to worry about getting caught up by the crayfish. I would recommend that anything that stays to the middle, to the top columns of the water, where that's where they spend most of the time swimming, you really don't want nothing that's bottom feeders or spend a lot of time sitting on the bedding of your, of your gravel or your sand because then it becomes easy pickings for the crayfish. That's true. Now, we've actually got a question that was just emailed to me that a uh, person wants to ask, but unfortunately she can't call in. But she's wondering, can crayfish live in ponds with koi and goldfish? Um, I don't see no problem with that. Um, with crayfish loving cool water, um, I don't see a problem with it. Uh, I know that a lot of crayfish carry diseases, but that's mainly to other crayfish. Um, but yeah, crayfish do very well in um in ponds with them being able to take um co- a lot of cold water. It actually loving um, most crayfish love cold water, so that may work right there. But with that, you may want to um you may want to deal with the wild caught ones because you have a lot of them that are um, tank raised that a lot of people don't know that they don't supposed to have heaters on them. Where you can have heaters, it just speeds up their um their life cycle. So you'll have a lot that's used to temperatures no less than 70 degrees, and then, you know, the wintertime going out there in freezing water. I don't know how well they would do compared to the wild that's already out dealing with those type of elements. So if I would suggest, I would suggest to get a wild one first and try that out first before you take a tank raised and put it into a pond. I agree with you on that. I think a wild crayfish is best for this scenario because... I don't know where you are in the world. It does get really cold during the winter time, so I personally suggest the wild ones as well. Yeah, they awesome. end up working out best. Yeah, you stand a better chance, especially with acclimating them to that to that that climate change and that they're already used to it. So I uh, I may be wrong. I've never kept any outside, but I know that every time I go out to the um, creeks to catch them, they're sitting there. You know, a lot of them burrow down into the um, into the ground where it's warmer at in the bottom of the water, or even coming out onto the to the um, in people backyard and um, creating burrows and digging down into the water where it's moist at and just riding out the winter there. Nice. Have you ever been, have you ever been pinched by a wild creek fish? All the time. Every time I go out there, you get pinched. It's it hurts more with the wild. I don't know if it just it's like their their claws are more jagged. I guess dealing with the the different elements and dealing with being out in the wild. But it seems like they it hurts more to get pinched by one in the wild than it does to have one from the tank pinch you. Now I've had them even draw yeah, blood, so it does hurt. Uh, I was just gonna ask if it draws blood. You you said no, right? No, oh, yes, I done, I, they done drawn. I done had them draw blood before. 
especially when you're talking about your larger ones that's um full grown that you know they pinch down on you they they fighting for their life so it don't take much for them to draw blood from you but it's it it look worse than what it really is almost like getting yeah beaten. i can imagine it doesn't feel that bad because they have small claws yeah but them pinches will can get to you that's I true. know one time. I, I wouldn't ever want to be pinched by one. Yeah, no. One time I had a tank that it was just sitting there, no filtration or nothing on it. It was just too lazy to even do anything with the tank. Then when I got ready to do something with the tank, I was taking all the ornaments and everything out. Next thing you know, I'm getting pinched. I'm snatching my hand out. It hurt more snatching my hand out, hitting the top tank, than it did the actual bite. So anyone that's been bitten by one, they'd be like, oh, I thought it was worse. Similar to getting um, bit by a snake, most people think it's the worst thing in the world, but it doesn't hurt as much as people think. Well, it didn't hurt me as much as I thought. That's cool. I've never been bitten by a crayfish yet, so hopefully I won't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So is there anything else you want to talk about for today's show? Um, pretty much curry, uh, covered a lot. I know one thing I wanted to go back to the question that the, um, the gentleman that called in asked, um, <clears throat> with the supplements that's needed in the water, and maybe I can further explain the reason for, um, for calcium and for iodine. Um, with the calcium, it's for their malts. When they, um, shed their exoskeleton and grow a new one, they store the, the uh, calcium up near their gills, and they use that to harden their shells. So that's the importance of having either a calcium supplement that's added directly to your water or adding it through a powder to the food or finding sources of food with high uh, calcium in it. So that was one of the um, the things that I wanted to add that I don't think I fully explained the reason why um, it was needed in, in, in their columns and in, in the water period. Um, that and, you know, my my thing that I always do every time I come on your show or anybody else's show is to push the I am not a lobster um, campaign. Uh, still have people out here calling them lobsters. You know, I, call them what you want, anybody's opinion is opinion. But when it comes down to people selling um, crayfish, like I've said in the past, a lobster dinner costs way more than a crayfish dinner. And they use that technique in the in the industry of, I'll sell you a freshwater lobster. You tell me you're going to sell me a freshwater lobster. I've never seen one before, so I can expect that to, to be kind of expensive. But it's a crayfish. I don't care what you call it. You can call it a freshwater lobster. You can call it a, a shark, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, it's still a crayfish, and I don't feel that most of the crayfish that we have out here should cost that that amount. Now, you have a lot of them that's hard to get to. Um, not a lot of people breeding them, so a lot of people out here in the wild catching them. So that will cost more. But most of your crayfish out here are inexpensive and shouldn't cost you more than $10. I agree with you on that. The whole lobster thing is, is kind of ridiculous. I know the fish stores are, are just doing it to make a quick buck, so I agree with you on that. I think it should be some of these crayfish should be a lot cheaper than they are at the fish stores. Yeah, and then um, this is a slap and an insult to the crayfish. Call them what they are. That's like calling a guppy a tetra. 
looks like a tetra, but it, nah, it's a guppy. Regardless on what it looks like, it still should have its own name. Now, a lot of people may refer to it because they don't know the name of it, but to to make people pay more money for something just by using a tactic like that, I think it's just a bunch of BS. So that was one of my one things that uh, getting into the industry side of the hobby was to kill that myth. And I was, you know I create a lot of enemies that's out here selling crayfish that want to sell them for twenty, thirty, forty dollars a piece, but it's not worth it. And that's what keeps a lot of hobbyists from getting into crayfish. And it's like it's a crayfish. Why should I spend that amount of money for them? And, you know, it pushes them away from wanting to get it or even doing any research to find out is there anywhere else, you know, to get them from. So that's one of that's my biggest things. That's what I you on that. Yeah, but you still will have people doing it. still will have people calling calling them lobsters. Can't stop everybody from doing it, but at least having the awareness out there that people know what they're getting, that there's no such thing as a freshwater lobster. And I wish there was such a thing, but unfortunately there's not. And everything that's sold nah. as freshwater lobsters is actually crayfish. Yeah, and that's the case. I either go to your local uh, supermarket or go out there to the sea and catch you a lobster and put it in your tanks. You can keep them too, but just call them what they are. That's my Very well said. Well, I appreciate you coming on tonight. You did a great job tonight, sir. Oh, no problem. Always a pleasure to be on. I'll have you on like once a month. Is that okay with you? Sure, if I can if I can put the time to the side. Hopefully, I'll be getting a lot of this stuff off my plate soon. Um, job starting to quiet down a little bit. Got our budget together, so I'm back to having my time again. Because just a week ago, it would have been impossible for me to sit here and do this show and have some peace and quiet with me being at work. But you know, things are slowing down, so it's just the point of just start emptying some of these things off my plate. First thing is to get this magazine out, which I want out by the beginning of February, and um, and also getting my website back up and running. That's awesome. So I'm I'm very glad you've got a lot going for you. You're a very busy man, and I appreciate you taking the time to be on the Aquatic Wetline today. Oh, no problem. And one last thing that I forgot to even bring up. I've been working on it so long, I think I forgot about it myself. But um, the podcast that I supposed to have been starting up probably about three, four months ago, um, Crayfish King's podcast, will be out not this Saturday, but next Saturday. And we'll have um, the first episode, we'll actually have a live guest on there. It'll be a surprise guest. I don't want to put it out there right now and, and, and spoil the surprise, but... Um, that will be on next Saturday at 3.30. I'll be posting that on Facebook as well as hopefully my website will be up um, very soon, denviaquatics.com. Um, I also have a blog that I'm starting back up, crayfishkings.com. You can check those out. But everything going to start winding out now that I got the time and everything is coming along how it's supposed to. Awesome, so I'll make sure I listen to your, your new podcast. I know you're going to be awesome because you were an awesome co-host, so I know your show's going to be great. 
And I think that's the problem with uh, with helping you do your show, realize how much work is behind the scenes on doing a podcast. And even though we're all amateurs out here, I want it to sound as professional as possible. I guess I'm still old school that I want it did right, or I'm not going to do it at all. I don't care how long it takes me for it to bring it out, but it's just getting everything together so it's quality, a quality show that's presented instead of just a show that I'm saying that I, I just got out there to say I have it out there. So hopefully folks will enjoy it and enjoy the hard work that I'm putting into it. That's true. It does take a lot of work, but I know you, you're going to do a fantastic job. You you put a lot of work into everything you do, so I know your show is going to be great, just like the Aquatic Butt Line. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, my name going to be behind it, best believe. it got to be worth something. Now, I know everybody's not going to like everything you do, but at least I'm satisfied and I'm comfortable with what I put out. Awesome. That's great. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take our final commercial break of the night. When we come back, we're going to have a couple of announcements before we get ready to close the show. I hope I hope all you live listeners enjoyed the show and enjoy our last commercial break. I also provided a song for this last commercial break. So enjoy our final commercial break. When we come back, I will wrap up this wonderful show. Are you a fish keeper that has expertise in the aquarium hobby? Would you like to be interviewed on the Aquatic Wetline to discuss your favorite species of fish or share your aquarium hobby? We at the Aquatic Wetline are always looking for fun, exciting, and awesome guests. So if you're interested in speaking on fish or the aquarium hobby on the Aquatic Wetline, please contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can contact Fishkeeper James Carnelli. His email is JimmySilverArrow at AOL.com. That's JimmySilverArrow at AOL.com. So, please contact AquaticWetline at Outlook.com or JimmySilverArrow at AOL.com if you are interested in being a guest on the Aquatic Wetline. Do you own a local fish store in your area? Do you own an online aquarium shop? Well, contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com and get yourself a radio commercial advertising your business. The Aquatic Wetline is heard by over 200 people for each episode, so get your name out there. Please contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com. So we can advertise your business. We advertise fish stores, aquarium shops, YouTube channels, and anything in the freshwater and saltwater fish keeping hobby. So if you're interested in advertising your business, please contact us, Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com, and we will prepare you with an awesome commercial for this show.
Aquatic Wetline is now on iTunes. You can download any of our archived episodes on iTunes. You can listen to any of our past episodes on your ride to work or your long ride on vacation. Simply go to the podcast section of iTunes and search for Aquatic Wetline to find us. Enjoy. Would you like your topical fish question answered live on our Fish Keepers United Question and Answer? Then send all of your tropical fish questions to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. You can ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. We look forward to answering your questions. So submit them to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. No question is too dumb. We'll answer them all. So send them in right now. Calling all fish keepers. Make sure you're a part of the very first fish keepers question and answer of 2015. The very first fish keepers question and answer of 2015 will air live Monday, January 26, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on the Aquatic Wetline. So make sure you get your questions answered. Please submit your questions to AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can post your questions on social media. Tweet your questions to at AquaAlex or at AlexCardinelli1, capital A in Alex, or post your questions on our Facebook fan group called the Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group. So, make sure you send your questions in by January 26, 2015. We'll answer every question we get. So make sure you're a part of the very first Q&A of 2015. Again, email AquaticWetline at Outlook.com, Twitter at AquaAlex or at AlexCardinelli1, or on our Facebook page, the Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group. I look forward to answering your questions, so send them in right now. Would you like to be a guest on the Fish Keepers United series? This series has become very successful after our first four episodes. I love interviewing fish keepers. So, if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in asking Aqua Alex questions, and you're interested in Aqua Alex asking you questions, please contact Aqua Alex so you can be booked on the Fish Keepers United series. Contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com Or you can message him on his personal Facebook account AquaAlexCardinelli on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Fish Keepers United. Hey, 
Hey, listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, this here is Alex Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to be a part of my talk show, The Alex Cardinelli Show. On The Alex Cardinelli Show, we talked about everything from current news, to sports, to current events, to dogs, to politics, to everything you can imagine. So come join us at The Alex Cardinelli Show. We are live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we are live Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we are live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. The Oscar Noise Show airs three days a week, Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, with Friday being our current news episode, and Tuesday and Sunday will be our fun shows where we'll discuss anything and everything and have a fun guest on the show. So come check out the Alex Cardinelli Show on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talk. Come on, come on, you know you want to be a part of this great talk show. So I'll see you at the Alex Cardinelli Show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talk.
back here live on the Aquatic Wetline. We just did a wonderful show, and I'd like to say thank you to our great guest we had on the show. And, James, i got to say you must have had the magic touch because today we have over 60 live listeners, which is a first for us. So congratulations, James. Oh, my pleasure. Anything to help. Now, my co-host who couldn't make it tonight wants to order a crayfish from you, and he wants to, he's wondering how much is shipping on your crayfish. I forgot to ask you during the show. Um, depending on what he getting, um, where he lives, but um, shouldn't cost no more than twelve dollars in shipping. That's not bad. He was in Oregon, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all depending. He he order a single crayfish, it'd be less. If he order multiple crayfish, it shouldn't be over twelve dollars. Well, that's awesome. So he can get a good deal for crayfish from a great guy. Yeah, just tell him to um to hit me up, get my e- email or get my my phone number, and tell him to give me a call. We can make that happen. Sounds great. All right, so before I end the show, I've got a couple of announcements I'd like to make. The first announcement is, believe it or not, this Saturday's episode is going to be our 125th episode. And this Saturday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, we're going to talk about Green Phantom Plecos in our very first Fancy Pleco Hour episode. And then on Monday, we've got our first Q&A of 2015, the Life in the Amazon series returns, and such. We'll have more announcements on Saturday's episode, including about our 150th episode. So that's going to do it for us tonight here on the Aquatic Wetline. Thank you, James, for being such a great guest tonight. My pleasure to be on. All right, I'd like to wish everyone a happy day, and thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline here on Blog Talk Radio, and we hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening to Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything aquarium. Aqua Alex wants to thank you for listening. Return next time for a fun-filled episode. Please check us out on iTunes. Leave a good review if you enjoyed it. And like our fan page on Facebook called Aquatic Wetline Podcast. And join our fan group called Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye fish keepers. Hang on. <laughs>